0: Went on my very first trip alone when I was in class three. I was part of the (laughs) records. And a trip was organized to Togo. Yeah, so I was in class.
1: Welcome to the Young and Old Podcast. The ideal podcast for insightful conversations on the principles, values, and nuggets that drive people to successful heights. I'm your host, Caleb, and with me is
2: Freema, your co host. Together, we bring you episodes with the young and old from across various streams of life. It's real, unfiltered, and life changing. Ready? Ready? Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Caleb Mensabon. So I mean, it's we are glad to have you on this podcast. Um, anything for us? Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. So, um, prima.
2: Hi. <laughs>
1: yeah, prima is in so you can hear. It. Caleb, you are the guy on the seat. What was what was an interesting thing you've done
0: in your life? Wow, an interesting thing I've done. Um, I've done quite a number of very um adventurous stuff because I'm an adventure junkie. So anything that would get my blood pumping, I'm sure to do it. I think one of the most interesting thing I did was when I went paragliding in Quel. It, it it was it was such an amazing experience. Like I literally felt like I was a bird flying in the air. and I could <laughs> see everything on the ground. Yeah, that was very interesting and it's something I wish everyone would try it once in their lifetime. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I just want to find out from you, what do you think has led to this adventure spirit of yours?
0: Um, growing up, um, I don't think I grew up like every normal Ghanaian kid. I My dad gave me a lot of books, I didn't have toys, so I grew up with a very wild imagination. Like, I was reading Harry Potter, the Blyton, Tom Sawyer, Berry Finn, so I had a very wild imagination. So when I grew up, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try everything possible. Like, anything that comes my way, I'm not going to say no, I'm just going to say yes and give it a try. So I think this is
1: the base or the course of, like, my adventurous lifestyle. Okay, I don't know about the Tansiria in the word Gliding. What books were they? What kind of books were they? Um, mostly kid books. Nancy um, Drew,
0: Hardy Boys, and the Blighton. They were well, mostly kid books. My dad is an avid reader, so he made sure that Growing up, um, there were so many books at home for us to read. I didn't have toys. He didn't believe in toys, but he believed in books too, yeah. That's
2: quite an interesting childhood. Yeah. So we want you to touch base on your schooling as well. Growing up, which schools were you attending?
0: Okay, so... um, I've, I've been to a couple of schools, um, I started with Dolly Memorial in Labonne, then I did a stint at the SDA school in Labonne, then I moved to Achimata and my family and I went to Newport, then St. John's Grammar, then I did my senior high school at Komogood Marseille, then I did Legon for both my undergrad and my
1: masters. Alright, that's fine. So, mean, reading all these books, having this experience, what was your dream job? Oh, your dream work I mean, at that age, at a younger age. Well, when I was a kid, because of my wild imagination,
0: my dream job was to be a king. I don't know, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. king. Yeah, I thought that was a great job. I wanted to be a king, but when I grew up in my teenage years, I wanted to be a pilot. I honestly still do not know why I didn't pursue that. Probably because of my terrible eyesight. But <laughs> um, I get, I guess we change and we evolve. So I moved from that and I just delved into tech for a bit.
2: Okay, so can you talk about some of the positions that you have occupied along your career path? You, you've mentioned that you delved into tech, yeah. so just t- touch base on that for us.
1: Okay,
0: so yeah, I got um, my bachelor's in computer science and I was with the UN for a year as a user support specialist. Okay. But I followed the money as like most would relate <laughs> and I transitioned into business, into banking. So from there, I became a relationship officer at mm-hmm. and now the funds bank known as the Royal Bank. Okay. Then I became a relationship manager. Uh, then um, consolidation happened, and I was in CBG, and I was a relationship manager for public sector and private house at CBG.
1: Okay. Then, mm-hmm. Okay. So um, is that you follow the money? Is it that UN pays better than most banks, or the banks were paying better than UN as at that time?
0: Um. So. Well, um, um, the UN rarely gives permanent jobs. It's usually like on a contract base. Mm -hmm. So um, it it felt more reasonable to have like a stable source of income where I don't have to worry if next year I'm going to get my contract renewed. So the bank offers stability, but obviously it was more fun
1: and more fulfilling working with the UN. Okay, that's nice. So, um, I know wh what were what, what some of the stu- the challenging situations you faced along those transitions i mean switching jobs from u n um the banks royal and c b g what what were some of the challenges you were facing um into tech yeah yeah so imposter
0: syndrome was something i faced because um when i transitioned from the u n to the bank i didn't have any banking background no uh, business administration background all i knew was tech and now i'm in a whole new space so i i suffered from imposter syndrome where i felt like i didn't belong but eventually um i found my way and yeah i just felt very comfortable in that space and also another challenge is um Another challenge is getting to, getting acquainted in the space because, as I said, I didn't have any banking background. So getting acquainted in that space was quite challenging. Like, naturally, I'm good with numbers, but get, knowing like the terminologies and the technical stuff that comes with banking, yeah, that was quite challenging too.
2: So what motivated you to actually fit into your role? despite the fact that you had imposter syndrome, how did you overcome that and what motivated you to do well in your role?
0: So, um, I don't believe in failure. I don't believe that I can fail. So, yeah, I'm not Superman. I don't think I can do everything. But then I know that when I set my mind to it, I will not fail. So, although in the beginning I felt like I was an imposter in there, but then I made sure I learned what I should and Make sure I end my sport. So yeah, that was my mo- my motivation.
2: Yeah, you you actually made a very um, interesting statement. You yeah. said you don't believe in failure. Yeah. and you don't believe that you can fail. Yeah. So most often than not, we're told that yeah, failure is probably bound to happen, yeah. and we just learn from our failures. I just want you to expand on your statement. What you mean by you don't believe in failure?
0: So when I say I don't believe in failure, failure is wherever you make it to be. Okay. So let's say um, you start a business and it doesn't do as well as you want it. You determine if it's a failure or not. I will take it as a lesson and move on to something great. I won't let it beat me down. I won't not let it um, stop me from achieving my goals. I'll just take it as, okay, I just learned this. Now I'm going to do something new. So, mm. that's what I mean by don't believe in failure. I don't let it hold me back.
2: Okay. So, it's like you see those, um, whatever it may be, maybe stumbling blocks or anything, you see it as a lesson. Yeah, I see to... it as a lesson
0: and not a failure.
2: Okay, sure. That means you have some very strong values in life as well.
0: Yeah, um, I think as an individual, you should have values and principles you live by because mm-hmm. um, this world is an ever-evolving space, so if you don't have anything to use as a compass, you're probably just going to get lost and just be going with in the flow. And that's not the kind of life I want for myself. Yeah.
2: Okay. Values are indeed compass. Yeah. yeah. They give us that direction. So I want you to talk about some of the values that you have. What are the values you hold dear?
0: <laughs> okay. So some of the values I hold dear is first and foremost, integrity, like you won't catch me ever doing something that's going to compromise my integrity. So um, that is like something I hold very dear. And also, um, I don't know if it's, this is going to be a bit different from the first, but honesty. I always joke that my mom said that she didn't like, so I don't lie, I'll tell you what it is. If you can't take it, I'm sorry, but I'm still going to tell you what it is. And I also believe in self-development, that you should always work on yourself to become a better version of yourself. I'm mm-hmm. in no competition with anyone. I'm in competition with who I was yesterday. So I, I
1: strongly believe in self-development. All right. So I know you're in the travel space. I mean, that's yeah. some of us are enjoyment ministers. You Hi. <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah. So um, what got into the travel space? Because you didn't have... Any direct, I think, relationship with the travel space, How what got you in there? Again, it goes back to my childhood,
0: my wild imagination and my books. So I read about like a lot of things. I read about these mythical worlds and I just realized that the world was a very, very, very big place. So I was always wondering what it looked like in these other places that I haven't been to yet. To when I was old enough, and I think I even went on my very first trip alone when I was in class three. Um, I was part of the records, and a trip was organized to Togo. So, yeah, so I was in class three, I told my parents about. District and my parents being very liberal people were like yeah sure they so, allowed
2: you to go at three yeah they, three, yeah they, three. they did they wow. allowed me
0: they gave me some pocket money and also you know how the exchange rate was good back <laughs> then i went <laughs> to togo to and i felt like i was a rich man I <laughs> started, yeah and and it was like it was it was amazing that my just fun it was very fun just a couple of hours away from my city and i'm in a whole new place they speak a whole new language I'm buying a lot of stuff with my pocket money. (laughs) So yeah, that was, that, that, honest, I think that trip set a precedent. And ever since I never looked back, like I kept on deciding and going to the very next place. So that was like the genesis of me loving travel. And when I grew up, um, yeah, every chance I get, I decided to travel somewhere new. So that's what I've been doing. And that's what
1: um, grew into the business I have now. Okay, so I know you started travel clan I don't know, you're part of a team, that's like a travel clan. Yes. Can you tell us what's about, I mean, for our audience who are now here hearing of travel clan for the first time? So the
0: travel plan is um a destination management company, what some people would call a travel and tour, but then it's not really a travel and tour, it's a destination management company where we curate group trips across Africa. Cause um my partner and I, I mean my co-founder and I realized that wherever we go, it's either we were the only Africans or the only black people, and everyone else. ideal um, destination for vacation was in the U.S., Europe. Mm-hmm. so we decided to... Initially, it was, it, it, was, it was a hobby. It was something we are doing for fun, where we just decided to travel across Africa, and some friends decided they wanted to join us, so we took them along. Then we were like, hmm... This could be something we could actually make money (laughs) off. Then it became a business. So that's what the Traveling Clan is all about, like curating trips across Africa for groups and just uh, showing the world that there are so many gems in Africa and you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to go out to the continent to see these beautiful places.
2: Sure. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that most of the time our destination place is like outside yeah. Africa, but then right. you're peeling the layers when it comes to, there is more to Africa than it meets the eye. So yeah, I love definitely. that. When are you taking us on a trip?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know when this is going to come out, but there are c- quite a few trips planned for this year. We're mm-hmm. going on doing South Tome Zanzibar, okay. and probably Kenya. So um, yeah, they could definitely check out our Socials or our website, and it's going to be all there. Great, great. I think we have to start saving. Yeah, <laughs> we do, we do. How, how much did it cost? <laughs> well, it depends on the destination, but I'm sure you, you guys can afford it. And also, um, we usually have like payment plans, so you don't have to pay everything up front. Mm-hmm. You could just start paying for a trip you want, and yeah.
2: Okay, so how many countries have you visited since going on this um, adventurous journey? <laughs>
0: I would probably have to count, but I know it's somewhere between 11 and 15.
2: African countries?
0: No, not just African countries.
2: Okay.
0: African countries, probably 9 or 10. Yeah. Wow. What's that? other 3 countries. Um, yeah, so I've been to um, the UAE. I've been to Belgium. I've been to Germany. I've been to France. And I've been to the UK. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
2: So there is this saying, I'm not quoting verbatim, but there is strength and diversity. Yeah. What have you learned along your trips when it comes to interacting with people from different cultures, different and people from different backgrounds, speaking different languages yeah. and your interactions with them? What has been your take home? Well, one the of years?
0: the first things I learned was that there's no place like home. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you always come back yes. to Ghana. I'm definitely gonna come back to Ghana. But and I, when I also say home, I mean the African continent. Cause okay. I've been to East Africa. I've been to Southern Africa, and it still felt like home. I still felt welcomed compared to when I went to Europe and I experienced my first um racist experience. Ooh. Yeah. So. When I say there's no place like home, Africa is like it's home. You, I could go to South South Africa and I still feel welcome. I still feel like I'm home. So yeah, that's one of the things. And also um, we have different stories and different perspectives based on our environment and how we're brought up. So mm-hmm. I've learned to um, understand that just because I think or I'm used to a certain idea or perspective of life everyone should um, subscribe to it. Like, I've learned to be very accommodating. Mm-hmm. And also, I've learned to just enjoy life in a sense that there are so many things out there. I've learned to just explore and experience anything and everything that life throws my way.
2: Yeah. I bet you have this. You only live once. Yes. So you are living your best life.
1: I am. I Try. Am. <laughs> okay, so... Now you you're moving into tech. Okay. Oh you're you're already in tech.
2: Yeah.
1: What what role do you see yourself playing in tech? Um so um
0: now I've I've gotten to a stage in life where I don't really see myself working for an organization. So like i I'm now like a full fledged entrepreneur. So I see myself like starting a tech startup and working with some brilliant minds to make impacts on, on the continent,
1: yeah. Okay, so should we, should we expect um, technology companies in the hospitality or yeah, travel space? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'm
0: not going to put myself, I don't like putting myself in the box, but yes, definitely something in the hospitality space and also somewhere else. I'm just going to keep that under wraps for now, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. so what what are some of the things that you regularly do to improve your work health and family life uh, that is if you if you have a family <laughs> not I, I don't mean i don't mean i don't mean wow i do, i do have you a know family. what i mean yeah, yeah we know you have a family but <laughs> if you have a family as in a wife children just
0: no i don't have a wife i don't have children but okay. i have I Can have you a family, family and yeah very close friends and loved ones mm-hmm. so um, I believe in working hard and playing hard like when I'm off work and I'm with family I'm spending time with family um, I meditate um, um, I still find time to read to make sure um, my head is not always stuck in the workspace yeah with family I, I make time to spend time with, what do you call it, Uh, my nephew and niece, my family, my siblings, yeah, I see my mom often, you know, you you, you could probably describe me as a mama's boy, so Mm -hmm. yeah, I I love my mom, so yeah. Okay, so you mentioned reading, what are you reading at the moment? Um, I got something, I'm sorry, but I've forgotten the exact title, but it's something by Sadhguru, I don't know if you've ever heard of Sadhguru. He's okay. like a yogi, very, very an amazing person. Yeah.
1: So I'm reading his book right now. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. Can you share any, pick, um, any excerpts from the book? I mean, things you've learned, you feel you can share with your audience. Good to share. Wow. <laughs> it can be one or two things.
0: Something I've learned from Sadhguru now. Um, learned not to take life so serious. Yes, there are some like very serious things like your work, family, but then when you take life too serious, um, you end up not living life. I don't know if it makes sense, like you you end up worrying about the life you're supposed to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that's something I picked up and something I am applying, currently applying to my life.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah okay that's good to know what do you also do during your leisure time to unwind
0: um, so I recently learned how to play chess so I play chess a lot probably on my phone or with colleagues and friends um, I like spending time with my friends just to hang out catch up you know like see what's happening in their life share what's happening in my life and, yeah, I like to hike. And obviously, I love to travel. I love to travel. Any opportunity I get, I'm hitting the road and going somewhere new. If
1: I yeah. may ask, on average, how many trips do you go on personally? What, in a year? Yeah, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: averagely, um, at least 10 trips in a year. Wow. Yeah, 10 trips in a yeah, year. Yeah, locally and outside Ghana too. At least 10 trips in a year.
2: Okay, so for someone like me, yeah. I really would love to travel a lot, but my pockets <laughs> <laughs> is saying something, something else. Yeah. So what's your advice to someone like me who would want to explore, if not like outside Ghana? Yeah. There are several places is, yeah. in Ghana that I would want to explore. How do you plan for your trips and make sure that you work within your budget?
0: Yeah, I think you literally just answer the question if you don't have enough money to go outside ghana there are so many beautiful places in ghana mm. you could visit and i would advise that do your research that's number one don't if if you don't think you have enough cars don't don't just wake up one day and go like "Hey, i'm going to travel you, know? <laughs> you have to plan advance yeah. Um there you don't necessarily always have to go to hotels. There are some very nice hostels, some nice um, Airbnbs, which is quite affordable sometimes. So do your research and start saving for it. Like this is this is not my lifestyle, so um it's quite easy for me to just get up one day and go because like I literally have like um a travel fund where I put money mm. and Yeah, so it's not a lifestyle so I can easily do it but for someone who is trying to ease into it, I would advise that do somewhere close, a brief, living in Accra, Kumasi, eh, Akosombo, somewhere close, do your research and just, yeah, save towards it.
2: I will, I will. So I'll get a piggy bank after
1: <laughs> yeah. we
2: end this session with you. Did you it, did it
1: mention the amount? so
0: Yeah, well, because it, it depends on your taste, your preference, <laughs> and where you want to go. If you think you want to go to Royal Sinchi, ah, well, you have to for the Exactly, you, you have to pick up your Christmas. savings. <laughs> but you could go to very affordable places like, um there's this place called Maranata Beach Camp Binada. It's quite affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few affordable options. So, yeah, you could do those.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, so, um,
2: before we go to um the round of okay
1: okay so i can cut it on sure so i think we'll do the the success the major road then mm-hmm. we'll go to the round questions sure we we'll come back to where people can reach him i know yeah.
2: i actually have a very a question to ask him sure. about how you raise that amount of money
1: no, he didn't raise that money. Your... He managed the fund. Ah, yeah.
2: okay. I thought you raised it too. Okay, so you can still
1: ask him. Still I ask. increased it, but I didn't raise. Okay, so you can still ask him. Okay, so you come ask. Sure.
2: Sorry, you have a lot of work to edit to this
1: thing. Yeah, and take all the.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> you can Okay, so Kalif, kind of, I want to backtrack a bit. Okay, when sure. you were working with the bank, you managed a huge sum of money, a gargantuan amount of money. (laughs) Very huge. huge. I'm not even (laughs) fit to mention the amount, so please just talk about it, Mm -hmm. how you managed that fund, and I believe you also added on to the amount, so just walk us through it.
0: Okay, so uh, Martha said, in my last employment, Mm -hmm. I was like the relationship manager in CBG, so I was managing um, a portfolio of government, institutions, and parastatals. So um, naturally, these people have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And also, my job was to um, create and nurture relationships so that, hey, I'm a bank. I mean, like I was in the bank. We need money. Money is our business. So nurture this relationship to make sure that we get more money in my portfolio and keep it as long as I can and probably even grow it if possible. So yeah, so basically, um, I had quite some big names in my portfolio Mm -hmm. who gave me some big monies.
2: Big cash.
0: Yes, and I built some very great relationship with some key or influential people and which also helped me to get more money in my portfolio. But unfortunately, it wasn't my money. It was still for the institution. So (laughs) I just kept it and managed it for them and yeah
2: least you, you were a good um, manager. Oh, yeah. You were a good steward. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I but still, so
1: we didn't
2: hear the, the
1: amount.
2: I mean, want to hear the
0: amount. the amount again. Because I didn't mention it. Oh, the amount. If I mention the amount right now, people will start
1: testing me that they won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you know you you want to text him for a start testing. You didn't email didn't mention the start testing. Okay, oh, so I would want
2: to know the amount. <laughs> Seriously, I
1: don't even remember. There's an amount, <laughs>
0: honestly. I think. I don't remember. There's an amount, okay? Okay, yeah. okay. But it was some millions of
2: scenes. ladies and gentlemen. We'll get the amount for you and put it in the notes. We'll add the it podcast. to the podcast, exactly.
1: exactly. So, um, for you, what's the definition of success? Wait,
0: wow, um. Wow, this is a deep question. I think I measure success with happiness.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, am I happy? If I am, I think that has been like a very successful day or successful venture, depending on what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, that's how I measure success: happiness. Because, um, is it burning a boy that? Saying that even dangote is still looking for
1: money yeah yeah i,
0: I don't um use money as benchmark for my success i just use happiness at the end of the day whatever i'm doing is it making me happy um is it gonna like impact people positively yeah if it does then hey
1: it's been a success okay so what um, who is the first person that comes to mind when with this i mean description of success or with this kind of success who comes to mind first for you who comes to mind
0: honestly i feel I, I, as much as i don't know much about his personal life i feel Will smith is someone that comes to mind because now he's literally doing anything and everything he wants you get fancy like yeah. Now he he's, he has a vlog where he's just traveling around the world, just yeah. living his life to the fullest. So I think when it comes to success, he's somebody who's like okay, he has attained some form of success. I would want in my life, not just about like the legacy he's created, which he has like a huge legacy, but
1: like you could tell he's happy doing what he's doing, yeah. and that is success for me. For me, actually, he's my one of my favorite actors. I can yeah. watch Will Smith again, never be bored, no matter how long it takes.
2: Okay, we have some Will Smith. Will Smith. Fanatics here. <laughs> okay, so I think this is my favorite part of um, The session. Okay. It's it's like rapid fire. All right. Lightning round of questions. <laughs> okay. And Caleb will do us the honors. Uh-huh. Rapid fire.
1: Rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. So we ask you questions. Simple questions. You answer. Simple answers. Okay. Yeah. If you are granted a 3 months all-expense paid vacation, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, travel apps. <laughs> Bad question to start with, but a good one. To any part of the world, where would you go? Aside Ghana? It's Zanzibar. Mm,
0: okay. Yeah. I've been there already and I, I would definitely want to go back. I loved it there. Okay.
2: If you had a chance to live in any African city, which city would it be? Kigali. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Kenya. <laughs> mobile money bank and a fintech app Which do you prefer wow
0: this is supposed to be rapid fire <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i think mobile money because it's become so convenient and so easy to use like it's you literally just take out your phone and psh, transaction done yeah i i know my tech bros are not going to be happy but, <laughs> yeah it's it's just easy to use
2: lot of information If you had a chance to start all over, what career would you choose?
0: Hmm. (laughs) Um, Wow, that's a tough one.
2: Rapid Fire. Yeah,
0: probably probably a sailor or a pilot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
2: Your favorite food?
0: Anything rice.
2: Favorite mobile app? (laughs) Pinterest. Pinterest, okay. Android or iOS? iOS, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite
0: place to think of ideas. Um, they be with Uncle Gardens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What's the first thing you look out for in a new environment? The people. Code or no code? No code. <laughs> mm-hmm. No
1: <laughs> one wants stress.
2: <laughs> That's surprising.
1: Faster or slow lena I'm a very fast learner. If you have this... I mean, which mental model do you preach with often? Mental, mental model. model. I mean, you are very conscious of it. What mental model do you preach with often? Mental model. Um, wow, that's a tough one.
2: No overthinking. <laughs> no, over-thinking. <laughs>
0: I think it's, it's a very tough one. <laughs> no mental model? Um, always assume you're stupid until you learn something new, I guess.
1: Well no. yeah. All right, so nice for completing that. the rapid um, fire questions. Yay! Yeah. I don't think I made sense in most of the questions. <laughs> oh no, you did. You
2: did. But it's all
1: good. Yay! <laughs> okay. You did. So um, I think last two, two or three questions. I don't know. Yeah. So if you had a big board, probably a billboard by a major road, mm-hmm. what inscription would you put on it? You only live once.
2: Ooh, mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah.
1: That's
2: a good one. Okay. Yeah. So finally, what are your pattern words for people who are listening in, especially the youth? Because we this podcast is what, the young yeah. and old, yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm still one of you guys. I'm still the youth. Yeah, you <laughs> Just are. putting it you out are. there. I'm not 50, 40. <laughs> I'm not that old, yeah. But um, yeah, as much as we are concerned about your future, which you should, which you should make adequate preparations for. Make Mm -hmm. sure you enjoy your now. Because, as I said, you only have it once. When you grow old or when you get into the future that you're so worried about, you start missing the chances you didn't take when you were younger or the chances in the past. So make adequate preparations for your future. Be sensible, but make (laughs) sure that you also enjoy your now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Where can we reach out to you? So your socials and then Travel Clan as well.
0: Okay, so um, my socials, I'm not really um, active on social media now because like, there's a lot of work that I'm doing, but you could easily reach me on Caleb underscore on Instagram and on Twitter, then the Travel Clan underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a website, thetravelclan.com. Um, If you want to send me a mail, you could send a mail to caleb at thetravelclan.com. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Caleb, it was nice having you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for having me, guys. And this is a great podcast. And I
0: hope everyone subscribes and keeps listening. All
2: All right. Thank you, Caleb.
1: Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Young and Old podcast.
1: We appreciate your time. Do subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you listen to podcasts on for upcoming episodes.
2: Like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Young and Old Podcast for all updates. We would love to hear from you. You can send us your suggestions, your feedback, or any speaker that you want us to interview. So the young and old at gmail.com, That's the email. Send us an email, and we'd appreciate your feedback. Until, Until then, then it's, it's a wrap. wrap.